Rewind with Oshin Langan. Welcome to The Rewind. Coming up, we'll have more on a memorable day at Thoman Park as Munster. Both the players and the fans pay tribute to Anthony Foley. Uh, but first, it's football. As always, we're joined by Paddy Mulligan and Raf Diallo of Team 33. So, Manchester United going to Stamford Bridge. Jose Mourinho returning to what he might think of as a home. How did it go? Not particularly well. It's described by Nathan Murphy of Off The Ball. It could be a very early chance here for Pedro. He's around the keeper and Pedro scores! Less than 30 seconds gone and Chelsea lead at Stamford Bridge. Jose Mourinho shakes his head on the sideline. His team are behind. Chelsea are in front. We made uh, an incredible defensive mistake. I have to say incredible with capitals. An incredible defensive mistake with capitals in the first in the first minute. And then the game is the game is different. The global performance, in my opinion, has to be analyzed together with with the defensive mistakes, and we were punished by these defensive right, the mistakes. The one to take the corner, kick this time, bouncing around in the area, it's got to be a second goal! It is a second goal for Chelsea! And it's their captain, Gary Cahill, who volleys home from six yards out, and United are in all sorts of trouble at Stamford Bridge. It's Chelsea 2, Manchester United nil. Gary Cahill. Nicola Kante! And Chelsea lead Manchester United by four goals to nil. It's humiliation for Jose Mourinho. What was said to um, Conte at the final whistle? You know me. I speak to Conte, I don't speak to you. You know me that I'm not this kind of guy to come here and, and to share with you things that I don't want to share. It was me and Antonio and stays with me and him or unless he wants to share with you. If he wants, that's Antonio's problem, but Sky, from... Sky, Sky Italia saying you were to do with the applause to the crowd, you were saying that at 1-0 it's okay, at 4-0 it's... I, I have no comments, I'm sorry. Okay, can we move on? There we go. Jose Mourinho speaking after his team were absolutely walloped by Chelsea at Stamford Bridge 4-0. Paddy Mulligan, um, the early goal made it very interesting. I spoke to Nathan Murphy of Off the Ball who was commentating there on Saturday night and I said, I hope for you that there's an early goal in this game and I hope for you it comes from Chelsea. We got the early goal but we didn't get the response from United. No, and, and, and United were just shell-shocked and which was quite incredible because Chelsea scored after, what, 20, 30 seconds. You've got 93, 94 minutes to go and get back into the game and no composure was shown. There was no, there was no leadership qualities from, from United, which there hasn't been for quite some time, I, I, I must say. And, and what they got away with at Anfield last Monday night came back to haunt them then yesterday because they always felt that um, they played way above themselves last Monday night in a def- from a defensive viewpoint uh, against uh, against Liverpool. But could they replicate that yesterday? And the answer was no. And that that, that was my fear. They wouldn't be able to do that because I don't think they've got the personnel who have, who have the mental capacity to go and play uh, like that every week or 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 when when yeah. when called upon. Yes, they'll get away with it on a once off, but they won't be able to do that every week. And he he demands that. But I mean, the first goal was absolutely schoolboy stuff. I mean, Alonso gets the ball inside his own half and he goes, I think he went to play at the Costa and overhit it completely. But Smalling is all over the place. I mean, he's, he's looking at, at, at Alonso playing the ball and he still doesn't get himself into a good position. Then Blind decides, I should let Pedro go past me and go in behind me. And then Pedro, early Pedro, in the game, he won't do anything. This will be grand. This will all yeah. work out. Oh, it'll, be, it'll be all yeah. fine. And sure, won't, 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 won't De Gea come to our rescue yet again? Well, I'm afraid De Gea couldn't come to the, come to the rescue and Smalling couldn't come to the rescue and nobody else could come to the rescue and it's in the back of the net and, 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 and they're gone at that stage. And then the second goal is set piece uh, from, from a corner kick. 
lunacy. The third goal, was, the third goal could see Mata on his way in January because he, he allowed Hazard just was past him, never picked up the runner and Hazard just slots at home. Hazard must have thought it was his birthday. But this is what Mata, this is what Mata does and this is why Mourinho got rid of him before. He doesn't track people when he should be tracking people. Yeah, he talked about mistakes made by his players. I presume he will want to get rid of some players and get some more in. There's a whole load you're going to get rid of but it's going to take, it's going to take him about two to three years to go yeah. and do it because in the January window, he's not, I, I don't believe he's going to get enough of quality in the January window. So he's got to, he's got to be very, very careful and he, he, has to, he has to indulge some of these players now at this moment in time. And Pogba isn't safe and neither is Ibrahimovic because the so-called these people who are so-called leaders yeah. did not lead against Liverpool did not lead against uh, against Man City did not lead against uh, uh, Chelsea so you have to you have to have yeah. a big big question mark over these people I think it was Stephen Elliott the former Ireland international who I saw on Twitter asking when is Pogback going to make his United debut because we haven't <laughs> seen him yet Raf. Yeah, actually the point I wanted to bring up was I think the little bit of a clip we heard there where Mourinho was talking about what he, he did or didn't say to Antonio Conte and it seems what's come out from translations in Italy it was more that I think at 4-0 uh, Conte was trying to G up the crowd and Mourinho thinks this was humiliating or whatever that's really odd isn't it from his perspective given the way he's behaved towards he's, other he's managers he's trying to humiliate yeah. other, other people down the years but he doesn't like it be done to himself he, he likes to criticise other, other managers other players other, other teams and uh, but he doesn't when 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 the, when the when the ball hits him he's not he's not too happy about it. Now what 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 I think really irked him was the fact that um, Conte yes went and asked the Chelsea fans to be more vocal because for the previous few minutes the United fans were more vocal than the Chelsea fans. But but uh, uh, Conte has got to remember that look at Chelsea were cruising. The game was over. The game was actually over at two nil, and and very rare would you say yeah. that against Man United, but they were so inept yesterday. So. It's of no significance, but because Mourinho was hurting, he did not want he did not want to get beaten at Stamford Bridge, but he certainly did not want to be humiliated, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. Because Chelsea could have won by seven. Now, yes, United could have had had had, had one or two half chances, and they and they could have come back into the game. But overall, it could have been it could have been seven nil for Chelsea. That that that. That's how uh, uh, much superior they were, in my opinion, uh, to Man United yesterday. I think anyone with any footballing common sense. Which Very excludes a lot of people. Yeah, you'll be looking at me when you yeah, say that. Well, um, they would say, "Look, we all knew when Ju- Jose came in, it it it, it wasn't going to automatically change things around at United that much. And if they were to finish in the top four, that would be an achievement. Winning the league is probably something that they will look to next season if they're being realistic and if they're being honest with themselves. But Nathan Murphy." brought up a very good point when he was talking to uh, Quinny on breakfast this morning. He said that Alex Ferguson is still around. Outside the dressing room yesterday where they, they were doing the post-match interviews, there was Fergie. Now, although Jose is a big enough personality to handle that, is that right or does it make any difference because many of Alex's players are now kind of passed on and gone? Yeah, to me, it, it, to me it shouldn't make any difference but there's a striking resemblance. Sir Alex, sorry. Yeah. Well, get get the yeah. get the title right, please. In fairness, At the least, man has the title. You know. I respect that. Uh, and but it reminds me of 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 the nineteen sixty nine season when Sir Matt Busby uh, retired and brought in Wilf McGuinness uh, as the manager at Man United, and they went the very same route as what's happening now, and they've been doing that for the past few years because Busby was in an office upstairs. I don't know whether 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 Sir Alex has, has, has a, still has an office at, at uh, Old Trafford. I would yeah. I would suspect that that he that he does. But if if again it'll come back to Mourinho. If he is strong enough as, as a character as he as he portrays himself to be, 
well then that should not be that that should not be a problem because you had in in in, in the day with Sir Matt Busby, you had a situation where players had a path beaten up to his uh, um, office, complaining about this, that, and the other, yeah. complaining about the manager, complaining about that he's why don't you buy more? So Ferguson so has on. made it clear so to any player be. who might approach him. Listen, I'm not the manager. Go to your manager. That, that, then it's okay that he's still around. Then it's okay. That's that what he's he. Still that's visible. what he should say. And if any okay. of the players were foolish enough to go to him, well then they deserve locking up. Yeah, but you know players. I know what they're like. Yeah. I know only Better too than well anyone, what they're yeah. like. Yes, they will. They will. They will go if they if they see a half a half chance of trying to disrupt. Uh, a few little things. If they're not the flavour of the month with Mourinho, they'll try and put the knife in. There's no no question about that. It was like that in 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 the era I played in, and I'm sure it's, it's probably even worse now uh, these days. But he's got to be he's got to be big enough and and man enough to go and handle handle that situation. I mean, he should he should he should embrace Fergie, and 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 go and chat with Fergie and, and get some advice from Fergie because nobody's beyond advice, not even Mourinho. And after yesterday, and after after a start at Man United, he's going to need an awful lot of advice and an awful lot of help. Yeah, like one person who doesn't have to worry about Ferguson being around. Obviously, it's the other side of Manchester, Pep Guardiola. Um, he's got enough problems. Yeah, he's got home. enough problems as well. <laughs> yeah. um, this idea of playing out from the back, as we saw John Stones' error and then in midweek as well with Claudio Bravo. Do you think that's like, I mean, the idea of playing out the back is fine, all well and good, but there must be moments where you kind of just hoof it forward yeah. because it has, <laughs> has yeah. to be done once or done. you know, yeah, from sure. time to time. Yeah. Good defenders. Uh, will know when to hoof that ball forward, when to get on the ball, when to play it short, when to play it back. John Stones yesterday, uh, for example, hadn't got a clue where he was when he received that ball. Not a breeze. His first look should have been, look at the front man and just get rid of it. It's as simple as that. And knock it into space, rugby style if you like, and, 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 and give them a throw, give Southampton a throw in well in their half and you lads just push up. But no, he didn't do that because John Stones have been guilty of this for lots of, lots of times. At Everton last year, if he's not, if he's not, if he's, if he's not ball watching, he's given the ball away in stupid positions. Now, 49 million for, 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 for a defender who can't defend. I tell you, Pep Guardiola has a huge job in his hands. He's got a, a winger sterling who can't kick a ball correctly. And he's another another forty nine million mm. player or fifty million, whatever it was. But it, 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 it's pure lunacy what's going on at Manchester City. He's got big, big problems, Guardiola. No wins in five for Manchester City now, but Pep Guardiola seemed very calm after their one all draw at home to Southampton, and he said he knows there's stuff going wrong, but he can fix it. I was football player, and I know that's kind of happened. The football I know for a long time, you are able to win ten times in a row, and after you are not able. To win five times, so I have to discover the reason why, and I'm going to fight for that. What do you think of that, Paddy? Well, he has to. He, I mean, that, that's all he can say, and he, he has to go and fight for that. But you'd be very, very concerned if you're if you're if you're a City fan, uh, because there's absolutely no improvement in in the attitude of some City players since he went in there, as there was last year under Pellegrini, as there was under Mancini. So I mean, who who who's to blame for what? But if 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 he's going to demand that players at the back can play from the back and are comfortable on the ball, he better make sure that he gets the type of player who is comfortable on the ball and the type of goalkeeper who is comfortable and secure in the knowledge that I can control this ball and I can play it and I will pass it to a teammate and I will go for the return if necessary and I will make myself available to receive a return ball uh, whenever it's on. But you must be comfortable and he must make... He must, the first job of, of, of a coach is to ensure that each and every one of you are comfortable on the ball and if you're not comfortable with the ball, any doubts at all, especially from a defender's viewpoint, you just got to just get it, just just hoof it up the pitch and hope for the best, and then regroup. 
because that, that buys you time. If you've been caught out of position, that buys you the time to get your, your, your fellow defenders and midfielders back into position. And that's, that's what City are not doing at this, at this moment in time. And plus the fact that he's made some weird decisions himself, Aguero, with, or, or with uh, um, uh, Guardiola, with, with uh, Aguero during the week. I mean, to leave Aguero out, I mean, he, he's, he's the, to me, he's the one world-class player in the Premier League. And, and, and to go and leave him out the other night uh, against Barcelona was absolutely crazy stuff. It, it didn't matter whether, whether he could change the result or not. The fact is that Aguero is a threat. And he, he's, he's a nuisance. Even yesterday, he nearly, he nearly got the winner in the last minute. Very, very unlucky when he just slightly scuffed the shot, went past uh, the, the keeper's left-hand post. But he, he's, he's always a threat. Yeah, the other thing with City, though, as well, at the back, um, we kind of talked about the idea of being able to kind of play out the ball or to hoof it forward, depending on the situation. But some of the centre-backs haven't really played together. You know, companies just come back in and there seems to be some miscommunication anyway with Stones. Um, I imagine with most teams if they haven't really played together, you're going to have one or two of those type of issues anyway. But that, that to me shouldn't happen because they should be talking to each other and talking to each other in the position. Company should have known where Stones was. Stones should know where Company is. It's as simple as that. It's basic central defensive play. And it, it, it doesn't change no matter who's in there. It, 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 if Otamendi is in there, it still shouldn't matter. You know, if Kolarov is in there, it still shouldn't matter because you should be talking to each other and you should know what your job is. You, you should know that if, if one central defender is going for a ball, that the other central defender just gets in on the cover. Just in case, as a, as a defender, you must think danger when, even when a ball is 100 metres away from you. You have to think danger. You have to think that he's going to miss the ball, but I'll be there to, to, to cover up. Don't think, oh yeah, he's going to win the ball. Oh, Colorado's going to win the ball, and then he goes and misses, and then it's too late for you to get in the covering position. You've yeah. got to be in that covering position and take the chance that he's going to miss it. And it's not negative thinking; it's very positive thinking. Just in case that the, the ball is, then you say, okay, thanks very much yep. indeed. That's what teamwork is all about. Okay, Paddy, put on your headphones again. Typical, egotistical footballer won't wear the headphones because he doesn't want to ruin his hairstyle. Uh, let's move on to Dundalk, three in a row champions. Ah, they captured brilliant. the title again last night with the 2-1 win over Bohemians at Oriel Park. Here is Stephen Kenny speaking to LMFM about his team winning last night and getting over fatigue because you have to keep in mind they've played an awful lot of games in the last couple of months. Just delighted to win it, win it really. It was just We didn't want it going into, the ne- into Tuesday and Friday <coughs> and dragging on. So We obviously had to set back before half-time with the penalty. We had to sort of pick ourselves up and go again. The players were tired. You know, they were tired. And it wasn't our best performance, but certainly uh, I still think we, we deserve to win. Special group of players, and I think they've shown that over the last few years. And I think he's absolutely right there. Paddy, we've talked about how good they are. We've talked about why they're so good, so there's no need to do that again. But what, what I want to get your view on is... I've heard people say this is the best League of Ireland team ever. Agree or disagree? No, I, I would disagree in that. Um, I think that w- the Waterford team in the in the uh, in the sixties was absolutely brilliant. Uh, they won so many leagues. Uh, I was at Shamrock Rovers at the time. We won six cups in a row. And they were winning leagues for fun, you know. And, and we were normally we were normally second to them uh, in, in in the league. But that Waterford team of uh, Alfie Hale, Peter Bryan, Peter Thomas, Johnny Matthews, Jimmy McGill, Vinnie Maguire. Fabulous, fabulous team. No, no question about that. And I, in a I, footballing sense, or a and the Rovers sense. team in, in, in the Rovers team in, in, in yeah. the eighties as well. Um, Jim McLaughlin was. I think they won four in a row. They were they were an excellent team. So I wouldn't I wouldn't subscribe to the view that's in top. But it's very look. Yeah. It's very difficult. I mean, the Shamrock Rovers team of the fifties, Paddy Paddy Colts. What a what a team they were. Oh, tremendous team. 
I saw on social media last night someone who is a non-Dundalk supporter saying they kind of hope Dundalk win the league next year just to keep Rovers fans quiet about the four in a row. <laughs> uh, look, comparing teams, comparing eras. Oh, comparing eras. It's, 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 it's a bit well ridiculous. Well nigh impossible. But, but talk to me about that Waterford team you mentioned and some of those Rovers teams you mentioned. Were they good in a footballing sense or were they good in a winning sense or a bit of both? Good all round. Yeah. Good all round. That Waterford team, they, they, they had skill in abundance. Um, it was pure. It was pure football, pure classes, and the whole way along the line, we had some. We had some at Shamrock Rovers. We had some great battles with them. Some wonderful games, and and, and it was a pleasure to play them. Whether we, whether we, of course, we were hoping to go and win. Um, but I remember one day they came to Milltown and beat us, and beat us one nothing. I think it was twenty seven thousand uh, spectators at the game, and and uh, that's the type of crowds that Waterford and, and, and Rovers were bringing to the games, and and the Corks yeah. and the Limerick of, of of this world, and and uh, I mean it was just it was just magnificent to play against them. And it was only chatting to Alfie Hale there uh, uh, at Liam Two, at late Liam Two's funeral, and we were just reminiscing on just how 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 good it was, how great the rivalry was, and it was you know the, it, it was intense on the pitch, but then off the pitch, every everything was fine. It was all 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 was fair and love and war. But they they were they were smashing in the play they play good football, and I mean they they had to be a, such a good team because at Rovers we we had a very very good team. We we won the FA FAI Cup six years in succession, mm. and that takes that takes some doing. But while, they, while we were winning cups, they were they were winning the league. So I know exactly how Cork feel as well because we we didn't want to be the bridesmaids in the league. Yeah. We wanted we wanted to win everything because in the sixty three sixty four season we won every competition in, in the we won seven the seven cups that were that were available or seven competitions that were available to win. Uh, we won the Shamrock Rovers. A lot of talk in Cork about whether or not they should be satisfied with the job John Caulfield has done. It sounds to me like you think. Yes, they should because he's just been unlucky to come up against an exceptional oh, Dundalk yeah. team. No it doesn't mean he's done a bad job. No, it's not, I think they've done brilliantly over the past three to four seasons. Uh, City, Cork, oh, sorry, yep. Cork City have been absolutely magnificent. You know, John Caulfield has to take an awful lot of credit from it, and it's just the the the, the pity of it from a Cork perspective is the fact that Dundalk are so good mm. at, at, at this moment in time. Uh, but who's who's to say that in, in, on on the on the sixth of November that Cork don't turn the tables in the FAI Cup final? Who's to say that? That's what you, you know. That's what that's what they've got to now. Uh, put all their eggs down the basket and say, "Look, at, lads, we've come very close this season. We've beaten. I think they beat the dog twice this season, and then and then got got beaten with the dog two one there uh, last week. But look, at they're very very close to it. So if if the lads can keep that spirit going and that John uh, Caulfield ha- has embedded in these players, they've got they've got a great chance of winning the cup. And just before we end on Dundalk, what is it that you like about this team? We've talked about previous great teams. Um, in the League of Ireland the Waterford United team you mentioned the, the couple of Shamrock Rovers teams that you've yeah. mentioned the 80s and the 50s I'm sure there's fans of other clubs who talk about their teams as well but what is it about Dundalk right now that you really the, really like? Their style of football they never ever give up either they, they're, they're full of spirit and their fitness levels and attitude are there for all to admire because they have been brilliant with the number of games that they play and we hear Premier League players complain about oh you have to play two games in a week or three games a week these undock players have blown that right out of the water again I've always I've always said that if your attitude is right you'll play every day of the week and this is what effectively the Dock have been doing yeah. and, and, and their attitude and a lot of that comes from, from Stephen Kenny and his management team and, and the coaching staff and well, do, yeah. well done lads you're a, you're a credit to the league you're a credit to professional football Yeah yeah. actually just on the attitude side as well the fact they lost Richie Towell and maybe they will lose a couple more um, in, the, uh, in the off season that's probably as big a kind of credit to them as well that they're able to kind of overcome that and actually 
do better than what they did before. Yeah, that'll so be fine though. That'll be fine because Stephen Kenny will get Patsy Frayne out of retirement and bring him <laughs> yeah. on up with Dave Barry and like you did with Stephen, Alan Kane. Exactly, Stephen. <laughs> I'd, write, I'd write back. Yeah, but it, yeah, a good on. Abby, a good Abby, Abby Knocknoy, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, County yeah. Galway, of course. County Galway, of course, of course. It's a, it's a league. It's a league of, of, of they're all over. They're all from all, all over the country, isn't they? And there's a few Sligo lads in there. There's a Mayo, Mayo in there yeah. as well. John Mountney. Yeah. John Mountney. Who's been there in the tough times? Been there a long time. There a long time indeed. It was great to see him getting interviewed last night too by. By Tony O'Donoghue and 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 uh, for him to be part of that uh, Dundalk situation because don't forget that five years back they were nearly out of business. Yeah, you know, it, it, what what a, what a turn round it's been for for them. Yeah. And it just goes to show you what with it, with, it, with, it, with when your attitude is right in any walk of life, it just goes to show you what can be achieved. They deserve wonderful credit for. for oh, Waterford United done. and Athlone can look at them and take some hope. Install well, install a four G pitch, lads. That appears too, to be the might, secret. Might be too late for Waterford after the Roddy Collins magic. Leave it there. <laughs> um, in fairness, no. I, look, I'm. And you're a Waterford I, I, United well, fan. I'm not a Waterford United fan. I'm a Cork City fan. As you're oh. aware, as you're aware, as you're aware, I'd be well disposed to Roddy, and he was working in very tough circumstances in Waterford, so of I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be too hard on him. Uh, Paddy, we better leave it there. <laughs> um, Paddy Mulligan, formerly of Shamrock Rovers and Ireland, and Raf Diallo. Uh, currently of Team 33 and off the ball on newstalk.com forward slash sport. Thanks for joining us on the Rewind podcast. Thank you, Oshin. Cheers. Yes, always good to get the views of Paddy and Raph. If you've anything to say about their views, particularly on Dundalk, and if you think they are the best League of Ireland team ever, then get me via Twitter at Oshin Langan or Oshin at newstalk.ie. Now, moving on to rugby, and look, it was a great weekend in a result sense for the Irish provinces in the Champions Cup. Leinster got a bonus point away to Montpellier with a really gutsy display. The Seawire getting a try and a conversion late on to seal that bonus point. Ulster just about beat Exeter at home. Paddy Jackson's late drop goal doing the trick. He was responding to a drop goal scored by Exeter. And then Exeter went on to miss one themselves after Jackson had put Ulster ahead. It was very, very dramatic. And Les Kiss, the Ulster coach, admits that they're not firing on all cylinders yet. But look, a win is a win. Connacht got an away victory against Zebra and a Zebra player committing a really horrible act with a very obvious bite. And he will find that the book will be thrown at him. Obviously, the place to be this weekend, though, was Thoman Park as Munster paid tribute to head coach and former captain Anthony Foley. His funeral was only on Friday, so it was amazing that the players were so focused in their display against Glasgow Warriors. They picked up a bonus point. Again, the performance and the game itself is kind of not what I'm taking from it. I was there, and what I'm taking from it is the atmosphere and the players and how they fed off the crowd and how the crowd fed off the players. And it was a truly amazing day. I'm not sure the word wonderful is the word I would use or the word that's appropriate given that it was essentially a day to eulogise Anthony Foley but he would have been very very proud of the performance that uh, his team came up with let's um, let's sample the atmosphere on the day ladies and gentlemen please turn your attention to the big screen where we will look back on some of our fondest memories of our head coach former captain colleague and friend just a leader can't say much more just a leader on the field and when he took up the coach job leader off the field gentleman I, I was reading something yesterday and he said some of the things that were said about him he wasn't as bad as what he was and he, he wasn't as good as what he was but today will be a memorable day for all the wrong reasons but it will be memorable Foley a player man a rugby man out and out just have, just have just to describe what, what, what Foley means he's a Muslim man he's a player man 
but he's a, he's a monster man through and through, out and out. I watched the Heineken Cup final from 2006 again the other night, and just seeing him walking around the ground celebrating afterwards with his little boy in his arms, he was only about a year old, I'd say. Just wonderful memories all down the years. He's just been amazing. We're going to miss him terribly. Even hearing his wife talking about him yesterday, he just sounds like the nicest man ever, so he'll be a huge loss to everybody. We came up from Cork today now just to be able to It just feels like losing a member of the family. Uh, one of the greatest heroes ever wear the jersey. And looking back over the last week, I thought Sky Sports, in particular the tribute that they put up, summed up his life from the time as a child here, looking after his dead seat in the changing room to the guy that we saw striding out there a couple of weeks ago. May he rest in peace. Please welcome the students from Anthony's Club, Shannon RMC, RMC, his former school of St. Munchens, who are here to form a guard of honour to welcome the teams to the field today. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now observe a minute silence in memory of the late Anthony Foley, who died earlier this week. Anthony was the embodiment of Munster Rugby and dedicated his life to the game he loved. From St. Munchens to Shannon, Munster then Ireland, Anthony was a true rugby great. May he rest in peace. Incredible scenes just before kickoff. Uh, you're absolutely breathtaking. I mean, from about 20 minutes before the game, the place was packed out, and it was kind of strange. There was a lot of noise, but then it would fall very, very silent. And then uh, Munster came back out for their warm up, and the place just erupted again. And then it went silent. And then, and when the video was played of the, the highlights of Anthony Foley's career, and uh, it had some of his friends talking about him, what he was like as a person, player, and man, people just again just fell silent. I've never seen that in a stadium while a video was playing. It's been an unbelievable day for Munster Rugby. 38-17, they have uh, run out winners at Thorman Park, a full Thorman Park. Nobody has left the stadium yet, Oshin. The Munster team are kind of taking the applause from the fans, thanking them for getting them through today. An unbelievable display of skills, effort and guts, with the Reds looking like an unstoppable force as they truly did stand up and fight in memory of their head coach, Anthony Foley, with the performance he'd be very much proud of. A day to remember here, an emotional day, a winning day. It's, it's just amazing scenes here in Thoman Park, guys. It was a big day for us to to perform the way Axel would have wanted us to and, and to show up for him and, 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 and his family and all of the kids and, and the extended family and, and everyone who's, who's played with him or been friends with him. So luckily we had the chance to, to step out there today and, and, and put, it, put that feeling into actions and, and hugely proud of the boys the way they, the way they stick. They stood up today. Razzy, that was phenomenal in every sense from this team, this squad and this province today it was phenomenal you know and it's and i think the only word you can say is axel you know as anthony because for uh 
why would 14 men play like that till the end, score that, that amount of tries and play with that amount of freedom and passion? It's because of Axel, it's because of Anthony. And, and that's what we said. We said, if we, even if we lose the game, we want to play the way he wanted us to play. So that for me, apart from the scoreboard and the five league points and all of those things, is we played the way he wanted us to play. And for me, that's the greatest tribute. So yes, and then you talk about this, the fans and the, the, all the special things that happened around today, even more special, it's just great. day in Thurman Park as Munster Rugby remembered the late great Anthony Foley. That's it for the Rewind this week. Don't forget you can catch Richie and I on the League of Ireland podcast. That should be out later in the week. Of course the league title already decided. Dundalk the winners. Congratulations to them. Off the ball on every night this week from 7 o'clock and this Saturday from 1 and Sunday from 12. I'll talk to you on News Talk Breakfast. Until then, take care. Good luck. Rewind with Oisín Langan. 